Welcome to the Overtime Podcast with Sam and Guy. Yes, it's Sam and Guy, not Guy and Sam. Brought to you by absolutely fucking nobody once again because we don't have anybody sponsoring us. But that's good for you guys because you don't have to listen to those bullshit ads. But hey, if someone wants to sponsor us, we'll put our put those bullshit ads in there. So it just we're not really going to change how we speak. Uh, just keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're still going to be idiots regardless. So uh, it's been a long time since our last podcast. It's been like half a month. Um, Has it been? What you been up to? A half a month, yeah. So I was on vacation. That's why it's a little delayed. Went down to Missouri. Went uh, to something called Cloud Nine Ranch. It's pretty cool. It's like everybody drives four-wheelers everywhere. Like you don't use a car down there. You just drive four-wheelers all across this place. And there's like big trails and stuff that you climb up with side by sides it gets pretty sketchy i'm not gonna lie so it's a ranch there's a bunch of farm animals and shit it's not like your typical ranch like farm animals and stuff it's like it's a bunch of trails a big river that branches off to a bunch of creeks and stuff we actually drove a side by side through this river i was a little intoxicated you know had a drink or two but the water came up to the windshield, and I thought we were going to float the thing. This thing is, like, worth $30,000. It was one of uh, my wife Micah's friends. Yeah, so that was a little sketchy, but it was a good time. Made it back in one piece, so we're good. So we're, you didn't jerk off a horse? I No, that did okay. not happen. Did, <laughs> I, I don't know if that's what they do on a ranch. I've never been to one, so. Not that ranch. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> other ranches, but not that one. All right. So we got a fun show lined up for everybody. Um, pretty college football heavy. We're going to talk about the potential of the 12-team expansion. And then we're also going to touch into the uh, NFL world. And, and then maybe uh, hit some weird rules to see if guy has ever heard of them or not I yeah found a go back list. to some more weird rules so that was kind of fun last time so found a list the other night and it's pretty interesting stuff some stuff i never knew but we'll, we'll see what guy knows and what he doesn't all right cool well let's get into it so if i mean we're a little late obviously because like i said it's been a half a month since we've done our last podcast but you've probably heard it by now um the there was a committee that recommended a 12 team playoff expansion so let's get into it so format details it'd be a 12 team playoff the six highest conference champions would get an automatic bid important power five conference champions do not like have a shoe in they're not a shoe in so like oregon can win a pac-12 championship and not be in the playoff what does it mean by highest conference like so you have six conference champions okay whichever are the highest ranked so so say alabama is ranked number one so sec is going to be in there yeah so let's say just for example um alabama clemson ohio state oklahoma are all conference champions yeah there's four of the six they're in last year they were ranked one two three four so there would be four. So those four conferences are absolutely, and, and then it's so the next two highest ranked conference champions. So if that's Cincinnati and Coastal Carolina, if they're ranked higher than Oregon, they're in. Yeah, that's right. Because Cincinnati is AAC, right? So that's not Power Five. No, no, they're not. They're not Power so, Five. So, so it could so be this any. Does not give Power Five a guarantee as long as they're the highest ranked 
conference. Okay, I, I get it now. Yeah, yeah, it was a little confusing reading it, so I I wasn't too sure. So top six highest conference champions get automatic bid. And then what's the other six? So so that that's the first six. So the other six will be the highest six rank remaining teams. So you have your one through one through six conference champions. Okay. Then it's just the six highest ranked after that, regardless of conference. Or so, regard, regardless of championship. So say Georgia is number two. They're going to be the seventh or seventh whatever. Seed. Yes. Because they're not a conference champion in that scenario. I kind of like that idea. No, actually, it's pretty cool. Actually, so, I really like the idea. The four, so one more thing on it. The four highest ranked conference champions. So in last year's scenario, Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, and Oklahoma, they get a first round bye. And then the other teams play the first round so you have two conference champions that are playing like in like the wild card rounds so it's it's going to be like five versus 12 and yeah six versus 11 yep so how exactly. many how many rounds is that how many extra rounds of playoffs is that that's i think an extra two rounds an extra one uh, yeah so there's four two. so four total rounds of playoffs let me think i gotta do hold on well because there's 12 teams in the nfl hold on there's or there's 12 playoff teams in the nfl how many games are that I don't know. You know, I'm not a scientist. I don't yeah, know. I'm fucking math is hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I'm, 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 yeah, I think it's two uh, extra games. It's more college football. Well, so, yeah. So, what does this mean for college football and its fans? Number one, more college football. We get more games. Dude, I tell you what, I'm excited for that because I don't care. Like, watching Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson in every freaking playoff in Oklahoma or whoever else is so annoying, especially when your team sucks like my team, Tennessee Vol fan. You know, we never have a chance, but maybe one day. Not this year because we're going to be awful, but I won't even get into that. Well, I mean, and it's funny you bring that up because the uh, the second thing that this means or that this gives college football is more teams involved in the playoff slash national championship picture. Only four different schools have won a national championship in seven years. Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and Oklahoma have taken 20 of the 28 potential playoff spots. So it's been very top-heavy. Oklahoma obviously was not one of those championship teams. The fourth team was LSU. So very top-heavy. I mean, it's always Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and then Oklahoma or maybe one other random team. Yeah, see, that's annoying. I mean – it's probably still going to be that, to be honest. But at least this way, they got to earn it a little bit more. But you, yeah, they got to earn it a little bit more, and you might have some upsets here and there. You know, like the college basketball type brackets where you get that team that nobody knows and just starts making a run. You know, it's probably not going to be as often in you know football, but it could make it more interesting, especially because there's some really good teams that are in that you know four to six range every year that. Don't make or sorry five and on range that don't make it into the playoffs that I think could have a shot. You know, maybe they had one bad game and then there goes the rank. Well, yeah, I mean the inaugural year of the playoff, um, twenty fourteen, there was a bunch of controversy whether or not Ohio State actually should have gotten the four or not because it was Baylor and I think I think it was Kansas State was the other team. Anyway, it was between those three and the other two at five and six were very deserving. And like the inaugural year, there was all this controversy about it. And, they, and those are teams that can make a run. Yeah, and well, Ohio State ultimately won the national championship yeah. at, at, from the four spot. Yeah, like 
stuff can change. There could be different teams in that championship, which is what fans that don't like Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, and Oklahoma would like to see. Yeah. Because fans are so tired of seeing those four teams always make it to the playoffs. It's great if you're a fan of one of those teams. It <laughs> but is. Yeah. But for everybody else. So if you're a fan of one of those teams, you've been spoiled. Maybe not for that much longer, hopefully. Sorry, guy. I know you love Ohio State, but I hope I don't see you. I haven't been complaining. (laughs) For real. I mean, like, some people are going to be mad about this, though. Some people are going to be upset about it. Some people will. Like, the traditionalist of college football, and we'll get into that here in a little bit. But so the next thing, so the third thing this means for college football, non-Power 5 teams finally – get representation in the playoff and championship conversation for years. They've been trying ever since it started, they've been trying to sneak into a playoff. UCF almost got it a couple times. Cincinnati was a conversation last year. Cincinnati up there. They're a good football team. Usually they're usually up in the top 15. If I'm not mistaken. I mean, I'm excited to see teams like that come in and, you know, actually have a shot at, Contention, you know, who, there was a team that didn't get a chance to go to the playoffs that went undefeated. Who who was that team? Well, that's happened a few times. Yeah, UCF had had it happen to them. Um, Houston had it happen to them. Um, I I think Cincinnati had had, had it happen to them. Yeah, so it's definitely happened because the power schedule. You know, they didn't really get a chance to go compete, and now maybe you know, say they're top ten or whatever, whatever happens, or you know, leading their conference. They have a chance to go win a championship. Yep. So we're actually going to get back to that conversation as well. And there's just a you can keep doing this. So the fourth thing it means big name players will not opt out of bowl games anymore. That has been a situation or a problem that has just recently been plaguing college football. So. I'm going to use last year as an example, and I'm sorry, Austin and all my other Florida fans, but I'm going to use the Gators. Last year, the Florida Gators had four key players opt out of the bowl game against Oklahoma. Yeah, that sucked. I remember that game. Yeah. Oklahoma straight cattle prodded the Gators in the ass. It was embarrassing. So the four players that opted out for the Gators, two of them were kind of understandable, even though I hate it regardless. Kyle Pitts and Kadarius Tony. Pitts was number five overall pick, and Tony was the number 20 overall pick. The other two, however, Trevor Grimes was also a wide receiver, undrafted free agent. Why the fuck wasn't he playing? Marco Wilson was picked round four, 136 overall. Why the fuck wasn't he playing? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Hang on. Why do you think it's going to change? Because there's expanded playoffs. Because now, because these players will be playing in the playoffs. But why? Why would they? Well, why would they play in the playoffs? Like if they're already because they have. What? what do you mean? Oh, because they have a chance. They, they have the a reason to play in the, those games. Gotcha. It's not just some bowl game. Yeah, it's not just some random ass bowl game that doesn't matter anymore. No, because I, for there for a while, and it's probably this trend is going to contend with this. These bowl games have mattered less. Yeah. So. Like with Tennessee, I don't want to see them go to a Music City Bowl again. I mean, not that I think they're going to have a chance to get to the championship, but God, everybody just freaks out about, oh, we're going to the Music City Bowl again. Oh, yeah. It's like, what kind of accomplishment is that? You won five games. You went to a bowl. I don't know. I've never liked the bowl game setup. 
I think it's just uh, you're competing for a. It's all money. The schools get money. That's what it is. Like, hey, have a pat on the back. You completed five games, and then that's it. I I don't get it. I don't like it. I like that they're kind of going towards what the NFL does because the NFL has a good market. Like, you turn on ESPN, and it's playoff basketball. You see them talking about Aaron Rodgers. You know, people love the NFL. Oh, my God. Sorry. Guy's cat. <laughs> my my pets like to make a uh, appearance on the show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like NFL is huge. Everybody loves the NFL, and I think college football going more towards what the NFL does is going to be big for college football. Honestly, I think it's going to make them more money too. In the end, well, I mean, they get more games out of it. They get so much money off of the TV deals, and yeah, there's going to be a lot of money to be had with this. I bet you the players won't like it. Why? More games, less time to rest. I mean, it it goes deeper into the year now. The players for Alabama, Oklahoma, Ohio State, and Clemson won't like it, but everybody else will. Not the players. They have less time off. If they're in college, they're there for a national championship. They'll like it. Not everybody. They'll like the opportunity. I, I guarantee you're going to see players speak out about how cruel this is, that they're having to play more games. You know how it was with the NFL when they added the 17th game? Everybody is upset because they're just playing more. Their bodies don't have enough time to recover. It's more time for injuries with people trying to go to the NFL. Players aren't very, as outspoken in college as they are in the NFL. Well, because they can't because the NCAA doesn't let yeah. them. They basically don't want them to say anything on social media. All right. So number five on what this means for college football and its fans. We get more quality ranked matchups finally so you're still gonna see the alabama versus citadel the week before they play auburn every year and you're still gonna see ohio state play fucking kent state in the first or second game of the season but now it's not as bad because you're getting two more games of top 12 matchups like you can't dispute these are top 12 matchups yeah it's clear cut and dry it's more fun that way, but absolutely. Are- I mean, a, a college atmosphere with a ranked matchup. I don't know if you've ever been to one of those games, but I've been to a few. It's incredible. I tell you what, though, you're also going to see more blowouts. There's going to be more blowouts. You get Coastal Carolina. Oh, is that their team name? Coastal. Yeah. You you have them going up against uh, who is in, who would have been in the number five seed. Last year, uh, Notre Dame. Yeah, Notre Dame would have stomped them, probably. I don't know. Notre Dame's a wild card last year, but I imagine they would have stomped them, you know? Like, so you could see more blowouts. I mean, it's quality matchups, but definitely chances for more blowouts certain playoff games, and then you're just kind of wasting everybody's time. But I definitely like that they have an opportunity. I do like they have an opportunity because there's always a dark horse team, mostly, mostly just for the undefeated teams. Like the teams that have not been beaten. Yeah. Like, how do you know they're not as good as cool. Alabama? Like, they haven't played anyone. They haven't had the chance to play anyone with that kind of strength. Now, most of the time, those non-Power 5 teams that are going to be in the playoff, they're either undefeated or they only have one loss. That's about the only way that's happening. There's going to be one non-Power 5 team, but, like, it's going to be a good non-Power 5 team. I, I, want, I want to see those undefeated teams play the big dogs. Yeah. Because maybe they have a chance. That's exactly what we're going to get with this. Hopefully. 
So number six out of seven. Um, conference champions, conference championships are now going to matter just a little bit more because now being one of the top four conference champions gets you that first round by. You're one game closer to the championship game. And the for the other two, you're still getting an automatic bid to the championship if you're one of the six highest ranked. Yeah, that's crazy to me. Who would have been number four? Oklahoma. Is it Oklahoma? Okay, yeah. yeah. What what conference are they in again? Big twelve. Big twelve. Okay. Yeah. It's a big twelve. So it's almost a shoe in that we're gonna see the power five each year. We're gonna see four at least. Yeah. I mean who I mean what? Pac twelve? Pac twelve. Oh, I'm going to get into that. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So number seven, this is now, so not everything is all sunshine and roses. So as we kind of got into a little, or alluded to earlier, this is going to be bad for traditionalists. So your traditionalist college football fan, the 70 year old dude that's been watching the Rose bowl game for his entire life. Um, He's not going to like this because now the Rose Bowl game basically means nothing unless it's a national championship site. Well, in my opinion, it still means nothing. It has meant nothing. <laughs> no, if it wasn't a playoff game or a national championship site, it's meant nothing. Yeah. I, I honestly thought this whole process of how the college football does playoffs is stupid my whole life. Not just because I'm salty because I'm never in them, but – or sorry, my team that I like is never in them. You know, I just, I never liked it. It, you know, you can only pull for basically four teams. You know, even before that, it was only two teams, top two, and it was always Alabama and someone else, Ohio State or something. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, this could be an opportunity for these smaller teams that don't get to play in like the bigger bowl games. They could actually get to play in these games like the Rose Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl, if they're not playoff sites, because that's still going to give them a lot of money. Because the Rose Bowl is still going to be touted as the, this big deal by college football, by the NCAA. That's still going to be like given a lot of publicity. It's still going to be a big deal, or they're going to try and make it a big deal. And there, so these smaller schools will actually end up getting money because all the bigger schools will be in the playoff. So what, what's happening with the bowl games? Are they? They're still keeping them, the, as far as I know. They haven't. Them. They haven't really released anything on that. So like games like the Rose Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, Orange Bowl, Sugar Bowl, those will be neutral site for like the semifinals or the championship or whatever that probably um but there'll be some years where they're not used so and so when does this come into action like when when does this happen so the earliest they've said is 2023 um which is two years from now yeah two years from now so they got to finish off this coming season in 2022 uh if there's a huge hunger for it, I can see him like doing whatever they got to do to make it happen next season. I can see it happening. It's not even set in stone yet, right? What? Like it's just recommended? Yeah, this is just recommended. It's not even like a, hey, we're absolutely doing this. It is probably going to happen because kind this is like a, they've got, there. because of like so much positive feedback they've gotten. Yeah, because the old system was stupid. Yeah, no, it, it was flawed. Unless you grew up liking one of those teams that was always in the freaking championship, you probably think it was stupid. No, this is almost a shoe-in to happen, almost guaranteed. We're getting a 12-team playoff. Well, it's just a matter of when. Well, I appreciate you teaching me about all this. For yeah, all the so, listeners I mean, listening. Shit, I, buddy, we ain't done yet. Yeah, I, I have no idea about any of this. I just 
kind of heard that they're expanding. I don't really know any details. So guys teaching all of us right now. So thank you guy. All right. So we're going to keep going with it. So here's the questions I have. It's going to be about the some of the format stuff and sites and stuff. So where will the first round games be played? Are they going to play them at the higher seed stadium? Are the first two rounds going to be at the higher seed stadium? Or how the playoffs work right now? Neutral sites. Neutral sites. Like the bowl games. So right now, like so, the semifinals will be at the Rose Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl, and the national championship will be at the Orange Bowl. So that's where the Rose Bowl is. Is in the playoffs already? So well, it, it alternates every year because they have because they have like six big bowl games. Yeah. So so it alternates. So are those six big bowl games gonna be in the one through twelve seeded playoffs? Well, they haven't decided. They haven't come up with anything yet. That's why I'm asking. What so do you, what do you think? So I think. The first two rounds, so the first round, the wild card round, should be played at the higher seed stadium, as well as the second round when the top four teams are playing. Because otherwise, I mean, yeah, they got a first round bye, but why did the last set of teams get to play at a home stadium and we didn't? I think they should do that all the way to the championship game. No, there's a certain extent, I think. Because you know what's so much fun about just the lower seed coming into, you know, the opposing teams, you know, arena and all their fans just roaring anytime you do something wrong, you know, it's just it's a lot of pressure and you can feel that watching as a fan. Absolutely it's fun to watch. I think they should do it all the way to the championship game. I think they should try to mimic the NFL as much as they can because the NFL is working with what they're doing. Yeah. Well, and the cool thing would be if one of these smaller schools, okay, like if Coastal Carolina hosted a playoff game, do you have any idea how much money that is for that school? That, I don't know if the NCAA cares about that. How much money is for that school? Oh, well, well, the NCAA is getting their money regardless. Yeah, exactly. But I'm saying, like, I'm just saying, like, this would be such a good thing for these guys because oh, Coastal Carolina hosting would, a playoff game would be enormous. The school would blow up because people would know more about the school. They'd get a lot of money from that game. I mean, I, I doubt the Coastal TV Carolina deals and everything. I mean, I guess Coastal Carolina could host and sponsorships. The they could host because what Coastal Carolina would they have been a twelfth seed? I can't remember what what their rank was last year. Twelve. They would have been twelfth. They would have been twelfth. Yeah, so I mean, they wouldn't have hosted anything. I think so. I'm not entirely sure. But, anyway, yeah, I mean, they'd get a lot of money. Now, another thing about this, I know Big Ten fans and the fans of team of any team in the North. This is like a wet dream for them because they can finally have the opportunity to get Alabama or some SEC school to come up play in the Shoe or Happy Valley in fucking December. <laughs> They have, yeah. We have been just salivating over that thought for as long as I've been alive. And all the biggest haters of the SEC. Oh, my God. Like, let's, br let's bring the Gators up to Columbus fucking mid-December and see how good they, uh, they play. I tell you what. I love the SEC, but I would pray for that to happen. I would pray for you guys to come smash the Gators and embarrass them because I hate the Gators. Well, I'm just saying, I just use them as an example. I would much rather prefer Bama to come to Columbus and get their ass beat. Yeah, well, but, I don't like Bama either, so okay. I follow that too. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, because that would be awesome. But and then at the same time, you get Ohio State. You get Penn State. You get to go down to Death Valley. 
LSU or Clemson, whichever you want. LSU's probably got the rowdier fan base. Or, or you can go down to Tuscaloosa or the Swamp. That would be awesome because those are games you never see. You never see Ohio State go to the Swamp. You never see Alabama go to the shoe. Every time Alabama plays a regular season non-conference game, it's got to be a fucking neutral site. They don't want to go to anybody else's stadium. Yeah. Like, like I'm saying, like I think they should mimic the NFL as much as they can because that process works and people love the NFL. I mean, I think they're getting they're gearing more towards it right now. They are. Like, this is this is very identical minus the first the first four seeds getting a first round by. They they expanded, you know, the playoffs what in 2014 and people loved it i myself as a casual college football fan loved it because it's just more football to watch first of all and second of all more teams have a chance well they didn't expand the playoffs they created the playoffs well yeah they created the playoffs i guess the championship game was the playoffs <laughs> it really yeah yeah so it, it was a is definitely good for them whenever they expanded or created that i feel like more people wanted to watch it was more interesting. So not every Power 5 school has been on board. I'm sorry, not every Power 5 conference has been okay with this or has been on board. The Pac-12 has a big problem with this. They do not like that the Power 5, that all Power 5 champions do not automatically get a bid into the playoffs. The Pac-12 has a problem with that? The Pac-12 has a problem with you mean there the being no automatic bid, them having to be one of the six highest ranked. Who specifically in the Pac-12 has a problem? The commissioner. The commissioner of the Pac-12 has a problem? Yes. And here's why. Out of the top 12 this past season, there were no Pac-12 teams. Well, what was he butthurt about? He just wants to participate. He, he's mad because they wouldn't have been in. Well, you didn't deserve to be in. I know. That's why we're doing this whole experiment. <laughs> we're trying to get people that deserve to be in, not freaking participation trophies like, oh, you're a good conference or you're a historical conference. conference. Yeah, like let's put you in just because. I can't believe he actually has a problem with that. Oh, Pac-12 is the weakest of the Power 5 conferences. Well, cool being weak. <laughs> Go to the gym. <laughs> Bulk up a little bit. Put your big boy pants on, then come back and get a spot. So I bring that up to bring this up. What if they just immediately started in 2014 with this 12-team playoff? How would this have looked? How many teams from each conference would have been in? So I broke it down. And uh, for, for every year, except for this past year, Notre Dame is non-Power 5. Since Notre Dame was with the ACC this year, technically that goes with the ACC. So the Big Ten actually had the most representatives or would have had the oh, most representatives. Go. Got to hype up the Big Ten. No, I, I, this honestly surprised me. I, I would have almost put every dollar I had on the fact that it was going to be the SEC. Well, but yeah. no, so I mean, Big, Big Ten had 20, would have had 20 teams make the playoffs. The SEC would have had 19. Big 12 had 12. ACC had 12. Pac-12, 11, and then non-Power 5 would have had 10. Um, only two of those representations would have been Notre Dame. Non-Power 5 would have had 10. That's yeah. Pac-12 is all worried. I mean, ACC only had 12. Yeah, I mean, and, I mean, they're right there with the Pac-12. And the only reason it's not tied is because Notre Dame was with the ACC last year. 
And th this is from 2014? This is from 2014 until today. If Notre Dame would have been non-Power 5 last year, the ACC and non-Power 5 would be tied. Hmm. Which kind of contradicts what yeah, I said about Pac-12 being the weakest conference. It seems fairly even across the board. I mean, honestly, yeah. Big Ten and SEC are top dogs, which they usually are, but it seems pretty even of how many... Now, a lot of that is Ohio State and Alabama. Yeah. But, I mean, still. I mean, Georgia in there, too. I'm actually surprised Big Ten's on top. So I was very surprised. I actually had to like count three more times to make sure that number was right. Penn State probably has a few. Yeah. So back to the non-Power 5. Like I said, only two of the 10 bids would have been Notre Dame. Cincinnati, Coastal Carolina, Memphis, UCF twice, Western Michigan, Houston, and Boise State were the others. Only three of the 10 potential uh, bids actually won their bowl game that they played. UCF in 2017 won the Peach Bowl against the SEC runner-up Auburn, 34-27. to 27. In 2015, again, the Peach Bowl, Houston won 38-24 against the 10-2 Florida State team. And then Boise State in 2014 won 38-30 versus an Arizona team that was a Pac-12 runner-up and also would have made the playoffs that year. Hmm. It'd be interesting. I want to see these smaller teams have a shot. Yeah. And so that's three of eight because I didn't look at Notre Dame's, but that's at least three of eight. It's not a great record, but they're actually winning games. So they, I mean, they do have a chance coming in there. Yep. I mean, you know, they're in the top 25 rankings for a reason. I'm interested to see. Whenever 2023 rolls around, see how this works, if they actually implement it, you know. Still a recommendation right now, but I think it's going to happen. Seems like it's going to happen. There's a lot of good sentiment. Yeah. Um, what about all of that is your favorite, though? Like, what are you most excited for? What? With the, the potential expansion. Dude, just, just to have, one, just more college football, honestly. College football was way too short. And just not see the same teams compete for a championship. Because it's like in the regular season is when you're competing to go to the playoffs, you know. I mean, really for anywhere, that's how you do it. But, I mean, the regular season means so much. It, it's not going to mean as much anymore, you know, as it once did because the regular season was everything. You're either Well, yeah, if you lost one two, game, you were potentially out. You're, yeah, you're either one through four or you're out. But now, like – you know, those later games with the with the seeds, you know, down uh, number 12, you know, 5 through 12, whatever, they could get interesting late regular season. I don't know. I'm excited to see all the late games and who might get in, who might not, you know, who's on the edge of getting in. And, you know, it's going to be more interesting to fans in general. I think I'm most excited to see these big-name schools go to other big-name schools for that potential. If they go to other big if, if, if that's how they do it, I, I, I hope they do it. That would be so cool. Finally getting the Buckeyes in Tuscaloosa or finally getting Oklahoma at Death Valley or the Gators and Happy Valley. That would be so cool. And in the middle of the December, uh, yeah, that, I, I'm not going to lie, a little bias on that one. I'm very excited to see an SEC team 
come up north for the winter. I'm sure I'll hear all about it. If they lose. If they lose. <laughs> <laughs> if they lose. And if they win, I'm sure you'll get. let me hear all about oh, it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to let you know. I know you've been wanting this for a long time. If they come up there and you guys lose. If they, if, they, if, if they come up and they just spank whoever they play, I'm just like, all right, well, I'm just going to shut the fuck up. If Alabama comes up to Ohio State, you got to go to that game. Well, fucking yeah. You got to go to that game. Especially because Casey's a student. He probably gets student tickets. I probably so do me up too. I'll go. Trying to do that this September for the Oregon game. Mm. See if well, we can get some student tickets. Be rocking in the student section for the second game of the season. Ohio State's home opener. That'd be fun. It'd be a lot of fun. Speaking of Ohio State, Tim Tebow, Jags. What does he have to do with Ohio State? Urban Meyer. Oh, Urban Meyer. Okay. Urban <laughs> I'm Meyer. like, Tim. Uh, <laughs> no, I know where Tim Tebow. Salt into a wound. I know where Tim Tebow came from, and I know what happened. But Urban Meyer. Putting Tim Tebow on the Jags roster. What do you think about that? As a I, tight end. I think it's a straight up publicity stunt. What well, it's because he knows Tim Tebow is the equivalent of Jesus down there. He so he knows that if he puts him on a Jags roster, he's going to get all of the Jags fans and all of the Gators fans talking about the Jags. Yeah, but they're gonna sell merchandise and they're gonna buy season tickets. And then he's not going to cut them until like the third game of the pro- of the uh, preseason. Well, I will say the Jags do need help with their fan base down there because they've just been garbage for so long. I mean, they had that one year in 2017 where they're good, and that's about it. I mean, I enjoy the Jags being bad. Don't get me wrong, because it's two free wins for the Titans every year. But I don't know if it's just a publicity stunt. You know, you don't spend cap space in a down year where you only have 182 million cap space i think approximately to sign some washed up backup quarterback as a tight end i think he actually has faith that tebow is going to make the team and do something i mean look the titans i know bring it back to the titans titans fan over here the titans just signed a pro wrestler as a uh, offensive lineman as a backup offensive lineman, probably for practice squad. Who? But he hasn't played since high school. I can't remember who I can't remember who it, what his name is off the top of my head. I'll have to look it up later whenever I'm on my computer. But signed Titans signed a power forward from basketball and a pro wrestler this year. Hasn't played college football at all. But Tim Tebow has, and he knows the system. You know what I mean? Like you just try and find talent cheap where you can find it. And Tim Tebow says he could play. Maybe he actually has faith in Tim Tebow. I mean, he looks good in pictures. I mean, the dude looks like he's in shape. He's jacked. I mean, he was an athlete. He was very he was, athletic. He was an athlete. So who knows? Who knows? I want to see him suit up and play in a game this year. I think it would be so interesting. Do you think he makes the 53-man roster? Uh, well, the Jags need a tight end badly. I've seen the Jags in talks with trying to acquire Zach Ertz from the uh, from the Eagles. I think if they get Zach Ertz or make a move for tight end, probably not. But if they don't, they don't have any depth there. He might still make the team, make the roster. I've I hope he does because that would be hilarious. 
I kind of want to make a bet with Ledoux saying he'll actually score a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, score a touchdown or make the roster. We don't even know if he's going to make the roster. Right. Yeah, but, oh, dude, if he makes the roster, Urban Meyer is going to find some way to make him score a touchdown. Well, he could be a gadget player. He's talked about making him do Taysom Hill kind of stuff, but he's yeah. not that. He's not as fast as Taysom Hill. He's pretty fast. He's not that fast. That's all he. I mean, I don't know. No, he wasn't were, that fast. He was big. Playing, uh, what was he in Denver? He just all he do is run the ball. He would throw the ball like ten times a game. He's, 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 he's not Taysom Hill fast. He still won that one playoff game. Who did they beat the Steelers? Steelers. Yeah, in overtime. It was the first play of overtime. He hit, I think it was Thomas, on a slant over the middle and just yeah, dude just took off. Right up the middle. Yep, see you later. Yeah. That was funny. I mean, that was when uh, T-bowing was the thing. NFL coaches, I mean, if you can play multiple positions and you can be a gadget player, like, they value that. Special teams. Yeah, special teams. I mean, who knows if we play special teams? He's old. Yeah. Do you, do you think he plays special teams? I don't know. Do you think, think he's he a would. Good blocker? You got to be able to block for your tight end. You can't just you just go run yeah, routes yeah. and be a guy. He's a quarterback. Player. You got to block too. At least be able to chip block off the edge. All questions that will be answered in preseason. We'll see. You think he plays in the preseason roster? Yeah. I, I think he so. plays preseason. I hope so. I want to see that. I bet you a lot of people will be watching the game uh, for, for nothing else. For ratings, he'll it'll, he'll play. He'll he'll play preseason. It'll probably be nationally televised that preseason game. Yeah, we'll see. So, Spe- so we'll keep it with the Jags. Trevor Lawrence. What about him? So, recently, Urban said that Trevor isn't ready yet. That's all BS. Yeah. He's starting day one. Who's going to start over him? Nobody. No, that's going to be one of those things. It's one of those things, again, he's playing mind games, Urban is. He's trying to keep that earn it mentality. Like, oh, no, nobody's guaranteed a starting spot. you got to come out here and earn it. No, fucking Trevor Lawrence is starting week one. He doesn't even believe that. <laughs> no. Trevor doesn't even believe that. Urban he doesn't believe that. Nobody believes that. I don't even know why you say it. <laughs> like, nobody believes that. I mean – what Gardner Minshew is he going to start? He won one game last year. What, was it Gardner that won that game? Yeah, because he didn't get benched until like game six or something. Yeah, Gardner Minshew has had his time. He hasn't done shit. Yeah, there was a Minshew mania there for a little bit with the mustache. That's right. They they beat the Colts week one. Yeah, and then like the Jaguar mascot was wearing a mustache, like he had a big cardboard thing and everything. It was stupid. Yeah, they're gonna start that guy over Trevor Lawrence, your freaking prodigy, number one overall pick. No, I don't think so. Not even a little bit. But one first round quarterback that will not be starting Week One, according to Matt Nagy, is Justin Fields. Um, so it looks like Andy Dalton's gonna take the reins. And Justin Fields is going to have to learn behind him. Well, they, they did make the post whenever they acquired Andy Dalton, said QB1 on their uh, their Facebook account or Twitter account or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Kind of an oversight <laughs> or an oversight. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as, I remember that. As soon as they acquired Andy Dalton, said QB1. <laughs> so they're saying – sorry, guys, dog is licking me again. The usual interruption by guys' dogs. But uh, 
there's I mean, they were saying basically that Andy Dalton's gonna be QB one as soon as they posted that, and I think they're sticking to that. You think what, he's gonna be starting by week nine? So the Bears have a week nine bye. And so week ten. I think they use all depending on how Andy Dalton's doing. If they're fucking undefeated, which I mean they probably won't be. But if they're doing really well under Andy Dalton and they're like a, in playoff contention, they probably just stick with Dalton. And I, think, then, I think Andy Dalton's underrated, anyways. He is. People, I agree. People trash him. He all went the to time, six straight but... playoff games. He didn't win any of them. I don't trust me. I know I'm a Bengals fan, <laughs> but you know he's he's very underrated. So he could very, he could very well do well because they just got well, they had um, a good team around him. Yeah. So the Bengals didn't have a good team around him. I mean, they had at some, the time they did. They, Whenever yeah. he was in the playoffs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so with those six years, he had A.J. Green, Marvin Jones, and Muhammad Sanu as his wide receivers. Yeah. They I definitely mean, had dudes around him. Well, they, he had wide receivers, but... He, he also had guys. one of the best offensive linemen in the league at the time. But not whenever he started declining and they got... No, when he, no, when he declined, they were losing people. A.J. Green started getting hurt. What I'm saying is he's good whenever he has a team around him. And the Bears, one thing they have is pretty much everything besides a quarterback. I mean, they have decent wide receivers with Robinson and Mooney. And, well, know, Nick they, Foles they, didn't do anything. Was that? Nick Foles didn't do anything. Nick Foles sucks. He won a Super Bowl. Everyone says that. Anyone could get hot like that. You remember, Who is that dude that came in for Aaron Rodgers when he got hurt? Matt Flynn? I don't remember. Was that his name, Matt Flynn? When? It was a long time ago. Uh, Aaron Rodgers got hurt. I think I think it was Matt Flynn or someone put up like a 500-yard, five-touchdown game, and they're like, this guy is the second coming of Christ. Like, we need to sign him, and then he was a bust. The same thing happened with Nick Foles. Nick Foles sucked when he Osweiler. got to the league. Huh? That happened to Osweiler in Houston. Yeah. That's exactly what Nick Foles is. He's, he's garbage. He, you know, came to the league. He was trash. He ended up being a backup quarterback. He took over whenever the whole team was hot. He was hot. Won a Super Bowl. Great. Jag signed him, pulled the Texans, and actually, you know, signed him to pretty big money, I'm pretty sure. I can't remember the contract, but it was like three years and a lot of money. And regretted that immediately and traded him away. So, so without an injury to Andy Dalton, do you think Justin Fields starts year one? Without an injury, it could be like a Tua situation. You remember that? Well, one? so yeah, that's what I was. That's what I based my prediction off of because the plan was the whole way was for Tua to start after their bye week. <sighs> that's why I think a similar thing will happen with Justin. I don't know. Could pull a Patrick Mahomes. You know what they did with him? I mean, yeah, he, he sat, sat the whole year, year and then he came in elite. Yeah, he sat the whole year. He played the last game because they already had a first round bye locked. And then like, the next yeah. year he started and just fucking took off. They him, unless Andy Dalton just completely tanks. Like if, if they're in playoff contention, I think they're going to roll with Andy Dalton this whole year. Yeah, and, I agree. And wait till next year. Because what? They signed Andy Dalton to a one year deal? Yeah. I mean, that's just basically a bridge to their next quarterback. Mm-hmm. Unless Justin Fields starts showing out in camp or something, did you, uh, did you see that video of him throwing and hitting the crossbar? Or the, yeah, 
Yeah. That was pretty interesting. He like threw a ball from the 30 yard line and said he's going to hit the crossbar and hit it. So I don't know. I guess he's accurate. Who knows? We'll see. I know Guy's excited about him. I mean, he pretty, did well in Ohio State. Blown. Yeah. No. Um, I've never seen a first round talent as good as he is get so much hate. Like, he. I don't understand where all of it was coming from. I don't understand what were what people were thinking when they said this or said all the bad things they were saying about him, but he caught so much hate. And what did he do? I mean, he only threw, what, five interceptions his entire career? His entire career. How many years did he play at Ohio State? Two. Two years? I remember his, his, first, his first season, he threw one interception the entire regular season. That was a full regular season. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was definitely accurate, and he's a playmaker, too. He's athletic. What's that? He's athletic. He's got a good arm. He's a pass-first quarterback. He's not just your stereotypical scrambler who's always looking to run. Ryan Day freaking drilled that out of him. Yeah, I, I don't know what the huge knock on him was, but I, I think the Bears got a steal, honestly, at where they did. They had to give away some significant capital to go up and get him, but it might be worth it. The best, they didn't pull another Mitch Trubisky. The best part about that whole thing is that my dad did a, did a naked lap after he got drafted. <laughs> I don't know if that's the best part. Oh, it was fucking <laughs> hilarious. So, I don't, I don't uh, like, the day before, I, uh, I said, hey, if the Bears draft Justin Fields, you got to do a naked lap around the property. And then I saw the, the trade alert go across the screen. I tapped him on the shoulder. He was looking at his phone. Tapped him on the shoulder. I said, hey, Dad, look at the TV. And he's like, oh, shit. Because <laughs> he knew the second he saw the Bears go across the screen, he knew exactly what was coming. Hey, so we all stood up, and we're waiting. And then Justin Fields, and we all lost our minds. It was like Because we were all, one, excited that their team, because not my team, but like I cheer for him because of them. Um, excited that they got Justin Fields because they well, obviously we all love Justin Fields being Buckeye fans, but also because we all knew that he had to go do something stupid out in the cold. <laughs> yeah, that is always the best. I mean, I'm glad I didn't see your dad naked run around a lap, but that is pretty funny. <laughs> well, he didn't do a lap. He just ran out to the top of the pond, did the Bears dance, and ran back in. <laughs> he, he decided not to do a lap. Something I'd see in one of my nightmares. I, yeah, yeah, that's pretty pretty accurate. But shout out to him for owning up to it. He said he would do. He said he would do it, and he did it. And they all Casey also jumped in the cold pond. Well, that's cold. I I remember whenever the Titans beat the uh, the Chiefs when they're down like twenty points or something. I'm like, I'll go lay out in the snow half naked if they win this, and they actually came back and won. It was the coldest thing I've ever done in my life. I still have that video. Yeah, well, let's not pull that up. We, <laughs> we, we can play the soundbite of that. No. Absolutely. All yeah. right. Um, so, speaking of these draft classes here, what do you think? Well, I, I mean, I already kind of have an idea. Who's your top draft class of this draft this year? Who do you think did the best? No bias at all. The Bears. All right, why? So... The first five picks of seven are our offense. Their offense needs some help. I don't know if it's McNaggy or the personnel, but at least they're trying to do something about it. So the first seven or the first five picks 
were Justin Fields, an offensive tackle, Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State, Larry Borum, offensive lineman from Missouri, Khalil Herbert, a running back from Virginia Tech, which, I mean, they've already got a running back, so this guy's just going to be a backup. And then Daz Newsom, a wide receiver from North Carolina, who was a good wide receiver at uh, UNC. So they loaded up on offense. They got Justin Fields a lot of tools for when he does take over. This might not be one of those things that has an immediate impact, but I think this definitely has a very good impact for the Bears for the future. Well, that was their one weakness was offense. They couldn't. Well, yeah, because their defense is great. I mean, they have a good young running back core. Um, revamp their O line. You know, they have good receivers. They just need to put it together with with new quarterback. And I think Andy Dalton will do well. You know, they could lead them to a wild card spot. They even could win win the division this year. I mean, especially if Aaron Rodgers isn't playing. I mean, I think they're almost a shoe in if they can get past the Vikings. Yeah, that whole division is going to be really weird. Um, the Vikings right now are, are definitely looking like they could most likely win that division just because Aaron Rodgers looks like he's not going to play this year. Yeah, I, I wonder what's going to happen with that. I don't know. We talked about it last podcast. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he plays. Who knows? I, he's got enough money and enough street cred to not play for the rest yeah. of his life. I don't so think he, he plays. what he wants. Play some hardball until they trade him because I think he's still looking for a trade. I wouldn't fucking play if I was him. If I was the Packers, I would trade him before they lose any more. You know. Yeah, they need to trade you. They need to trade him. That's ridiculous. I and mean, they could just move him right into retirement. Yeah. Uh, my pick though, I picked the Carolina Panthers. I know new fellow like this, but the Carolina Pan- Panthers, they had eleven picks this year. All value picks. Every time you saw the Panthers come up on the board, they were trading back. Every time. And they got good value every time they picked. So the number one pick, they uh, picked J.C. Horn out of South Carolina. And this guy, he's a scrappy press man coverage corner. Has the ability to change the tide of a game and lock down the number one wide receiver on a team. I love J.C. Horn. I was hoping somehow he fell to the Titans. I knew he wasn't going to because he's, he's a top 10 talent. And he got taken number eight, I think. I think they're number eight, somewhere around there. Top 10, I know that. But I really like this guy. I think he's the best corner in the draft class. Then they got Terrace Marshall from LSU. 205 pounds, big body receiver that had some great production at LSU with some injury concerns. Uh, he was overshadowed by Jamar and Justin Jefferson, but I think he's going to be productive at the next level. So they add some wide receiver talent. Um, then Tommy Tremble, he's a tight end for Notre Dame. This guy was an enforcer. Man, he is a hell of a blocker. I loved watching him. He's 6'3", 241 pounds. His pass catching and like route running abilities need some work. But, man, if you watch a highlight tape of him blocking, he just knocks people out. Mauler. He's a mauler. And 11 value picks. I mean, I, I really like their draft class. Guys, <laughs> my dogs are fighting right now, and it sounds like one of them's dying. Yeah, <laughs> real easy to concentrate over here. <laughs> but we're real high end. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm at what we're in my um, dining room, and we have an open floor plan. So yeah, I've had dogs come up and lick me. <laughs> and right now they're wrestling on hardwood. We're wrestling on hardwood. I can't even concentrate on what's going on. 
I'm gonna go let him out real quick. Keep no, talking. No. I'm sure we can edit this part out, right? No. <laughs> we can't. Uh, maybe. Well, fuck. Well, all right. So, guy's gonna let the dogs out. I'm gonna just keep bullshitting until he gets back. I'm back. And he said he's back, but he's not back. He's lying. All right. What's up next on the docket here? Down to the uh, the weird rules. We got more weird rules. All right. So let me pull them up. So these rules. What I'm gonna do? These are for each sport. I'm mostly picking from basketball, baseball, and NFL. I'm going to read through this. This is a, uh, a post from USA Today uh, back in 2018 talking about these weird rules that people never heard of. So I'm going to start off with the NFL rule, the one-point safety. I'm going to read down this, and you let me know if you've ever heard of this or know about this. All right. Contrary to popular belief, an NFL team can score one point in a game. It's a long shot, yes, but so was a 28-3 comeback and an Eagles Super Bowl win, and those happened in back-to-back -back Super Bowls. If there's a safety scored on any extra point attempt that would result in one point for the tackling team, how would that work? There are a couple scenarios, but the most likely one is this. A team has its extra point partially blocked, the ball squirts to the 10-yard line where it's picked up by a member of the defensive team who can now return at 90 yards for two points. In trying to make a move, he retreats back into his own end zone and is tackled. Safety. One point. It'd be fun, sure, but it's the same point the team would have gotten for just making the extra point. So that's one point and not two? So that's one point. So, like, if they... Like, if, if the other team returning it, say they block the extra point, pick up the ball, run back, and try and make a move, and they tackle them in the end zone, like where they're directing their extra point, they get one point. I've No, never heard of it. So that's one point instead of two points. You don't get a, you don't get a normal safety. That's, that's interesting. Also, I've, so there is a way to have a game that's one to zero. So that's, that's if the return team, or was it, no, the kicking team, so somehow, here, let, let me read it, because I'm not going to word this correctly. There is a way the other team can score a point and give the NFL the first ever zero one on the scoreboard, but the scenario in which the defensive team gets a one point safety is far more unlikely. Basically, it's just the opposite of above. The kick is blocked, and for whatever reason, rain, snow, stupidity, the ball keeps getting knocked back towards the opposite end zone. An offensive player grabs it, and in hopes of preventing the defense from scoring two points or whatever, gets tackled for a safety either by accident or intentionally to give the defending team one point. So, okay, so the kicking team, so this is on the kickoff. So no, This is not on the kickoff. This is the extra point. If it's an extra point, it wouldn't be one nothing because they would have gotten a touchdown. No, no, no. This is all right. So say the extra point is blocked, and the ball. This guy just blocks it so hard that it goes back ninety yards. Like he just mitts this thing, and it rolls all the way back. Wind blows it back, and the offensive team goes up, tries to pick it up, and make a move with it, and then the defensive team gets tackled and leans in. Huh? Gets tackled in the end zone. Yeah. Do, are you trying to say a field goal 
Because if somebody is no, attempt- no, I'm, I'm saying extra point. If somebody's attempting an extra point, they have to score a touchdown first. What do you mean? You don't get you don't kick an extra point without scoring a touchdown. That's got to be for a field goal. You don't get an extra point. Hang on, say it again. My brain is just going full dipshit right now. <laughs> you can't get an extra point. You can't kick for one point without score first scoring six. Yeah. So you wouldn't be one nothing. Because in that scenario, the other team's already put on six. So it would be six one. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me read this one more time. All right. I'm trying to decipher this paragraph. There is a way the other team can score a point and give the no, 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 no. This is the defending team getting one point because the, yeah, the person who scored the touchdown, I'm the aware. team, they're kicking the extra point, but then they get tackled in their own end zone, so the defensive team gets one point. Yeah, I got that part. Yeah, so they can but have you, one like point on you're the forgetting that the extra point is extra on top of six points. Yeah, for the kicking team. But so it would not be one team, nothing. Well, okay, one point on the scoreboard. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, then yeah, that's possible. I thought you because you were saying like it's possible for it to be one nothing, not in that scenario because they have to score six first. That makes more sense. Yes, we're tracking now. Okay, we're on the same <laughs> wavelength now. <laughs> that was yeah. I'm, my brain is straight mush today. I cannot keep track of what I'm saying. So this has been fun. All right, this one you probably know. Maybe. So during a field goal or an extra point, the kicker can drop the ball off the turf and kick it. Drop kick. Yeah, drop yeah kick. I knew that one. Yeah, that's an easy one. Oh, I don't know if I said it or not, but the second one you just read that we had an argument over, I did not know that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. We got to say if we know it or not. I, we, we forgot about that part. We were too focused on you reading something like a tard. Yeah, I'm not a good reader. Hard. Anyway, keep going. Wait, MLB rule 7.05. What is this? You said MLB? Yeah, okay. Major League Baseball. Contrary to decades worth of sitcom plot points and low-budget sports movies, a baseball player is not allowed to catch a ball in his hat. What? If he does, even on the simplest fly ball to center, the batter is awarded three bases. What? Can't catch it with your hat. Did not know that one. Yeah. Yeah, everyone thinks so, apparently. Uh, according to USA Today. No, I definitely can't. would have thought that you're allowed to catch the ball with your hat. Nope. Wow. Okay. Here, here's a, another rule right under that one. There have only been a few ambidextrous... Did I say that right? Ambidextrous. I don't know. Maybe. Go ahead. <laughs> Pitchers. We're really good at English. Pitch with both hands in Major League history. But there's still a rule on the books that prevents them from making a situational arm switch or pulling some awesome shenanigans that were almost certainly considered as a set piece in Major League back to the minors. First, pitchers have to clearly indicate with which arm they're throwing. Second, they may not switch arms in the middle of an at-bat. If an injury occurs, the pitchers may switch arms but aren't allowed any warm-up pitches and can't go back to using the other arm for the rest of the game. So if you switch arms because you are injured, which is the only way you can switch arms 
you have to pitch with that same arm for the rest of the game. Okay, so no, I did not know about that rule, but it makes sense. Yeah, that one makes sense. But no, no, didn't know about it. All right, the fair. You're on fire today. What's that? You're on fire today. Yeah. The fair catch kick. This one, I, I had no idea you could do this. If a punt returner calls for a fair catch, this is NFL, the receiving team then has the option of attempting an undefended field goal from the spot where the ball was caught. It's an odd inclusion in the rule book and would only be realistically used at the end of a half. So let's say a team punts to run out the clock, even with no time remaining, the return team is allowed to call a fair catch and attempt a field goal from that spot. There are no defenders. They stand 10 yards away and no tees, which makes it like a hybrid kickoff field goal. I knew that one. Yeah, because um, I forget who tried it. It was a few years ago, or it was a while ago. But somebody, I remember somebody trying it. I remember watching the game that it, where it happened. That's, that's the only reason I know it. Somebody actually tried I'm gonna have to I think it. Was, I think it was the Niners. They're really? What's that's that? called knowing your rule book, I guess. I did know that one. Yeah, no, for real. That seems like something Bill Belichick would do. It might have been the Pats, but I think it was the Niners. All right, NCAA basketball rule. So, you know the little 20-minute countdown you get before a game starts? Yes. Like the warm-ups where people are running up and doing layups and shooting whatever. If you dunk, that's a penalty, and the other team gets to shoot two free throws. What? Yeah. You, huh. can't, you can't dunk or else you get a penalty and the other team shoots too. That happened in a game. I, I can't remember what game it was. Uh, I think it actually says it in here. Kansas State. Kansas State went up there and dunked whenever they were doing the layup drill during the 20-minute 20, 20 warm-ups. Because at the start of the, uh, start of the game, uh, they shot two free throws and missed one, so they started 1-0. So no dunking before the game. Hmm. How about that? Didn't know that one. No. All right, this one's interesting. So do you think... Do you think hitting a ball, line drive up the middle, can ever be a foul ball in Major League Baseball? Oh, yes. I know this one. Um, yeah, it's if it hits like the pitcher's mound, not the mound. What the is rubber. it? It's the rubber. The plate. Oh, yeah, the pitcher's plate. Yeah, the pitcher. Yeah, the, the rubber on the, the Yeah. If So if, if you hit a line drive right up the middle, and the ball hits the rubber in the pitcher's mound and bounces out of the first base or third base line prior to the first or third base like a normal foul ball, then it's foul ball. It has to hit the rubber of the pitcher's mound. Though. So, yeah, once it hits the rubber, it's a foul ball. It's interesting to me. Uh, I mean, that makes sense. You knew that? I did know that. And, again, the only reason I knew it is because I saw it happen. Really? Yeah, I think I, think I saw it happen or heard of it happening. Or like it's not it's not because I'm like deep diving into the MLB rule book, like either like I either saw it happen or somebody brought it up to me. I don't remember which. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, that about does it for my weird rules. Awesome. Well, hey guys, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, if you got any feedback for us, please let us know. Uh, like us on Facebook. We got a Facebook page now. Overtime with Sam and Guy. It's actually with Guy and Sam. He's tried to pull a fast one on me. Is and that what the Facebook page is? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Just search both. I'm going to spell this right now. And it'll come up. Yeah, he keeps trying to 
pull these little fast ones on me and put his name first. Feel important, you know, but you know who the top dog is here. Sam oh, okay, guy. I guess I did it. I did do that. <laughs> <laughs> I did yeah. do Guy and Sam. Okay, it's overtime with Guy and Sam. Yep. Go to Facebook. Give us a like. We'll we'll drop our new episodes on there. Um, also, we're on Spotify, so if you just subscribe to us on Spotify, it'll pop up whenever we post new ones. We try to do one every two weeks, but, you know, stuff comes up. You know, Cloud9 Ranch vacations and stuff, but yeah. we'll try our um, best to stay consistent. What's that? So we'll try to our best to stay consistent. Yeah, well, every, every like two weeks or so in the off season, and then once the actual football season starts kicking off, we'll try and do this uh, weekly, as close at least uh, as close to weekly as we can. Um, so yeah, if you uh, ha- if you guys have any input, like us on Facebook, send us a message, comment on something, let us know what you think. Um, right. Trying to build this thing, so tell your friends. Thanks for listening. Peace out. See ya.